about 7 o'clock. I'm Jim Davis, along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. You know the drill. It's a wine about a Wednesday. Brought to you by our good friend James over at Talon Wine. When are they going to be done with the work on Redlands Parkway? I mean, at least I got an alternate route and go down Broadway. It's not like it's the, the end of the world, but a couple times I, I thought they were done with work. And I'm coming up from the mall, going that direction, thinking, okay, I'm going to be home soon. And 15 minutes later, I'm, I'm stuck in traffic. Like, like I'm in I-25 in Denver. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be that way, Buckeye. That's why we live here, right? We're supposed to have, to have that kind of traffic issues. It's a little, a little frustrating. I think I brought this up last week or a week or so ago. Because I thought they were done. Mm-hmm. And also, they, apparently they listen. <laughs> and so and they're, we're not done. they're screwing with us now. At least, well, me anyway, not so much you, but me. Usually get out of the gate fast. What? You okay over there? Good? Yeah, this I got to whine about this wicked hum that I'm hearing. Oh, right you got now. a little hum? Okay, well. Yeah. Great. Another day of technical issues. Yeah. I, I mean, Fantastic. it's not like it's. I don't think it's making it to the air, but I I'm not it's hearing definitely, anything. But. It's definitely coming, and it's. I don't think it's from this studio, but it's coming from somewhere. Uh, oh, well. Don't know what to tell you, man. I'm, I'm not hearing anything, so I guess that's the, the, the plus if I'm not hearing it. Yeah. Pyle's <laughs> not hearing it, so. Yeah, I'll deal. <laughs> okay. So. Make sure you, you let the, the engineer know about that. Yeah, okay. I'll deal. <laughs> okay. So what do you got outside of that? Is there anything else? Beyond that, or uh, is that pretty much it today? The center lane straddlers at 20 miles an hour oh. when it's snowing. Come on, man. It's not snowing that bad. This isn't like Barrow, Alaska or anything <laughs> with the snow. It's not even sticking to the roads at this point when I was coming in. Come on. You know what? 90 minutes ago. It's like, come on. Why are you in the center of the lane? Why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. If you're so scared, go a little more south where there's not as much snow. Or I know, it's like, learn how to adapt and drive in the snow. It's like we used to work with a really guy. Which is really not snow. Yeah, we used to work with a guy years ago. I mean, if it snowed even a, a little skiff, mm-hmm. it was it was like... Couldn't make it. It was, yeah, a whiteout. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if I can make it in today. Well, the rest of us did. We didn't have a problem. Yeah. And guess what? People from where you live that were that made it here way before you mm-hmm. you even you know yeah. we normally get here. Way before you attempted the drive. Uh, that was too scary. Yeah, I that was bothering me a little bit this this morning. And the making me hit every red light in the process. Oh, uh, I had that the other day. No green power, man. It was like every light. Boom. It's like boom. Boom. As soon as we get to a four-laner where I can go around them, maybe, depending on where they're yeah. driving, I hit a red light. Red light, red light. Oh, come on. So only like four and a half minutes late for work this morning because of those, mainly those two issues. Well, you know, so I didn't. Yeah. Where, where are you? What's going on? Where one, are you? One, a little bit clock management, but two and three is definitely other people. Yeah. 
All right, so we have a lot to get to today. The uh, the purge yesterday for the Buff staff. Mm-hmm. Darren Hagan, congratulations. <laughs> You're the lone survivor. You are the lone survivor. As uh, we're getting more and more reports, uh, Kent State head coach Sean Lewis mm-hmm. expected to be the next offensive coordinator. That's quite a downgrade. You're a head coach in the MAC, and now you're the CUOC. <laughs> that's once again. That's not even a lateral a, move. They're a Power Five conference I football know. team. Whether they truly are in terms of talent record, okay, yeah, they're in a no. Power Five conference. But they're a Power Five conference program. They are Amish Five when it comes to actual power. Uh, Lewis is the youngest head coach in the in the country when not he anymore, took over. Well, when, when he was, I mean, I've given you the resume. I know. Pup, settle down there. <laughs> he was. He took over the Kent State job in 2018. A lot of people, you know, said at that time, I mean, the situation the Buffs are in right now, kind of like what Kent State was in. They were really, really bad. They were one of the worst programs in the country. Mm-hmm. And they had to schedule, you know, these insane, you know, blood money games where they played like Oklahoma and Washington and Georgia, then Texas A&M and Iowa and Maryland, and then they play... Wisconsin, Arizona State, and Auburn because they, they had budget issues. Yeah. They get whacked. But he but he still took them to bowl games in 2019 and 2021. And the Kent State offense usually near the top of the country in yards per game. So and they, comes, I mean, the Golden Flashes played like it, too. They were ridiculously up-tempo. Like, it wasn't a hurry-up offense. It was, you know, pedal to the metal offense and you take out his first season where he was two and ten and he finished 22 and 21 at Kent State yeah not not bad at all right around 500 outside of the two and ten not not terrible there's some good teams in that league there's some good players in that league in the Mac right talk about all the time you you had early in his tenure he had uh directional Michigan with uh oh uh P.J. Fleck. Yep, P.J. Fleck. So he was there. Row the boat. Yeah. You've had Ohio's been good. Miami of Ohio's been good at times. Toledo was in the conference championship game this year. So, you know, he's done a good job of making a team that may not get even the second or third tier talent in that state competitive. Yeah. And here's a guy's a young coach where, let's say Deion Sanders does get this thing turned around and he does get Big big offers, mm-hmm. you know. Now they've they've got somebody there that maybe that that's your next head coach if they have success. You have somebody to hand it over to if you've been able to turn this thing around. We'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of Maction, you mentioned Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the I'm, I'm off in the ditch here a little bit, so so okay. hang with me. But you mentioned the Mac, yeah. That um, former Ohio quarterback Nathan Rourke, and you're going. Who the hell's Nathan Rourke? I am indeed going, who is that? Uh, They call him Kid Canada. I have no idea who that is. He is the quarterback of the BC Lions. Took them to the uh, Western Finals this year in the uh, Grey Cup playoffs. A Canadian quarterback that played at Ohio Mm -hmm. and um, was was voted like the best Canadian football player in NCAA. I mean, there's not like there's a ton of them, so I'm not sure the list was probably all that long. But Nathan Rourke had a pretty good season for the BC Lions, and so the Broncos brought him in for a tryout, and nothing has come of it. Looks like he'll he's be... not as good as my boy Brett Rippon. That's why. Well, 
they brought they they brought him because Josh Johnson got signed off the practice squad to go Dude. to the Niners, yeah. I believe. Is and it so, back to the Niners? Is that one of the nineteen yes, teams? Yes, believe been on? that. I believe I believe that's one of the the. 70 billion teams yeah. that he's played on in a variety of leagues over the years, including, of course, the National Football League. Baker Mayfield, now an L.A. Ram, with the uh, Stafford injury. Mm-hmm. John Wolford, their, their starter right now. Here's something interesting. That uh, <laughs> uh, I saw this this morning, and it's just it's sad. About... Um, Oh, by the way, Jimmy Garoppolo, should mention very quickly, looks like he's not going to need surgery on the foot. So Jimmy G could be back for the playoffs. So can Brock Purdy hold down the fort, right? Uh, yes, 2014, 2020, 2021 practice yeah. squad on the Niners for Josh Johnson, just in case you're out there wondering. But but here's, uh, this came from, um, from Sorry, the Athletic. Fourth stint with the Niners, fourth, not third. Fourth time around. This is from The Athletic that... Uh, Austin Mock and Chris Burke, they put together projected top 10 for the NFL draft. And they have the top five in order here. Mm-hmm. Now, keep in mind, the Broncos have a first-round pick, but it's predicated on what how the Niners do. So keep that in mind. But if that wasn't the case, if Denver still had their first-round pick, that they, that they didn't trade to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson, here's your order right now. Houston, Chicago, the Rams, the Broncos, and Carolina. If if the Broncos still had that same that that original pick, yep. And Vegas odd, odds makers, they have the Rams and Broncos who will play on Christmas Day. By the way, mm-hmm. call in our stocking that they were combined to win for about twenty wins this season. The Broncos and the Rams. Obviously, that number's not going to get anywhere close to that. They get to ten. Mm-hmm. That combined, that'll be pretty good. I think I saw somewhere three of the top five picks. Which the Rams, by the way, they're not going to be picking there. That's Detroit, right? Uh, yeah, three of the top five picks, three, four, and five, were all traded here recently. Yeah, because the Rams for Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that's the Lions pick, Broncos, and then number five to trade up to get Chris Olave. The Saints made a deal with the Eagles. So the Eagles, who are the most winningest team in the NFL this year, are slated to pick fifth right now. Yeah, which is it's pretty good. Yeah. You'll you'll take that right now. Right. I mean, just think about I mean, Denver would have a top five pick if they hadn't traded it for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh one other quick note, and I'll I'll mention this more in and what's uh, happening, but along with um, the former Kent State coach now being the OC, this reportedly, it's not a done deal, but reportedly Mm -hmm. it's going to happen. Former Florida State and Oregon head coach Willie Taggart, former Minnesota coach Tim Brewster are also going to be on Coach Prime staff at CU. Don't know exactly what they're going to do. Brewster was uh, Sanders' uh, tight ends coach at Jackson State. Willie Taggart was the head coach at Florida Atlantic before, so looks like we've got two guys or former head coaches that are going to be on on this staff as Rick George has found a way to get the crowbar out and pray open the coffers to uh, to pay some some big name assistants to come in to I help out to Deion Sanders. The 
assistant pool was $1 million more this year than it was last year. Yeah. And all those assistants from last year are going to get paid this in 2023 as well, from what I understand, reading like Brian Howell and Adam Munster Tiger on the front range, is that those guys are still going to get paid, which is nice. Which is good. It's nice that you can go to one and <clears throat> go one and eleven, have all of you get fired, and still get paid the next year, and and not have to you know out looking for a job, but, yeah, but I mean, not have to be in a real big hurry to get a job. All right, so coming up, we're going to talk with Sydney Brandon. Uh, had a sensational career at Grand Junction High School, also at Colorado Mesa as well, playing for Taylor Wagner. She is now the coach of the Grand Junction girls, replacing a legendary Western Slope basketball coach in San Provenza. So we'll talk with with her coming up a little bit. Her team will be out at the Wildcat Classic, presented by Family Health West. And we're going to have coverage of uh, the two local teams tomorrow night, Grand Junction and Fruital Monument. And then we'll have Central on Friday, by the way. So we will have coverage of uh, all three of those schools. Palisade is not playing in that tournament, so uh, unfortunately we'll not have the Bulldogs at the Wildcat Classic since they're not there. But uh, we hope to get their coach, Don Baver, on uh, sometime this week. And uh, likewise for uh, Kyle Crowder, Delta's girls coach. Kind of carved out this week for girls basketball, Mm -hmm. talking uh, with some of the coaches about the the basketball season since last week was kind of our our focus was on uh, the boys' programs here in the valley so uh we'll have um cindy brandon coming up in just a little bit and don't forget it is a wine about a wednesday with talon wine it could be anything you want to complain about it can be sports related can just be your life neighbor's dog dropped a deuce in your front yard guy doesn't pick it up come on i, I hate when people okay number one i don't care take your wherever taking your dog Put some dog, put some dog do bags in your pocket, okay? No, nobody should have to. No, no one. If you're walking in a place where people live, a subdivision, shouldn't be the case. Canyon View. Those folks out there that are on the the cruise out there, they have they have a lot of stuff to deal with. They should not have to pick up your dog's excrement because you're too lazy. And they have bags out there. There are bags there by the trash can. Why are you so damn lazy? Pick it up and throw it in the trash can. Kids play soccer out there. Lacrosse. Come on. It's just, I just, I don't get that when we go to Canyon View to take Guinness out there. Mm-hmm. And there's dog crap on, on the lawn. And it's, and it's 20 feet away from where there's bags in the trash can. I just don't get that. Yeah, yeah, that's part of owning a dog. That's my wine today. That's part of owning a dog is cleaning up after them. They can't do it. I haven't seen anybody train their dog to pick up its own poop. You can do that. I'm impressed. And good for you, sir or madam, if you can do that. If your dog's that smart and you're that good of a trainer. Guess what? They can't do that. Some dogs eat it. <clears throat> yeah, it's, I don't know if that's training. Necessarily. I think that's, Recycling, for sure. Sure. That's just that's just gross. That's just That's not good for them. That's just not good. Come on. I mean, <laughs> you can call it recycling, but that's that's not good. Have you seen how they clean themselves? I mean, it's not, that's I not know, really good for I them know, either. I know. Well, well, dogs will be dogs. Yes. But, but yeah, that's pick up after your dog. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it's that, that tough to, to ask for that. All right. It is uh, time now for what's happening. 
All right, the Nuggets dropped their third straight game with a 116-115 home loss last night to Dallas. The Mavericks' Luka Doncic hit four three-pointers, and he scored 22 points as Denver couldn't come all the way back from a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit. The Mavericks hit 17 threes last night. Whew. Uh, Aaron Gordon paced the Nuggets to 27 points as Nikola Jokic scored 19 along with eight rebounds and eight assists. Denver sets fifth in the Western Conference at 14-10. and 10. More terrible injury news for the defending cup champion Avalanche. Star Nathan McKinnon will be out for four weeks with an upper body injury. He was injured in Monday night's loss to Philadelphia. Colorado is already without Captain Gabriel Landeskog, Valerie Nachushkin, Arturi Lekin, and several other players dealing with injuries. Denied a shorthanded abs team, host one of the hottest teams in the league in the Boston Bruins. Pre-game at 6.30 on the team. Sports Network will talk with uh, Avs radio voice Connor McGahee at 8.40 this morning. New Colorado football coach Deion Sanders is bringing in two former college head coaches to be on the staff of the Buffs. Former Florida State and Oregon head coach Willie Taggart and former Minnesota head coach Tim Bruce will be part of Coach Prime's staff, according to ESPN. Taggart was the head coach of Florida Atlantic with Brewster on Sanders' staff at Jackson State as a tight ends coach. It's not known what jobs the two former head coaches will have on the new staff. The Broncos have announced left guard Dalton Reisner as their new 2022, is their 2022 Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. Reisner's organization, the Reisner Up Foundation, in addition to his other community work, has helped local kids in need and has partnered with Special Olympics. Reisner was surprised with a video message at Mile High announcing his nomination. Broncos take on Kansas City Sunday on the team with pregame at noon and a 205 kickoff. The college football playoffs were out Sunday and overshadowed in Colorado at least by the CU Buffs hiring Deion Sanders away from Jackson State. Coach Prime is already making waves, whether it's telling current Buffs to transfer or mining the transfer portal for his own acquisitions. The news cycles have not left the Buffs. The team's college football insider Wyatt Thompson says Sanders to Boulder is quite a move for all involved. I think this will be big for Colorado. It's an intriguing hire on, on a thousand different levels. He has a big name, a big personality, a big thought if you're bringing five-star recruits to Jackson State, what do you think he's going to do in Boulder? He's got a chance there to set that league on its ear. Sanders parted ways with all but one assistant coach, Darian Hagan, on Tuesday. Breaking news, Aaron Judge agrees to a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay with the Yankees, according to Buster. Only after yesterday, there was reports that he was headed to uh, back home to the Bay Area to uh, San Francisco. A pair of Colorado Mesa soccer players are once again academic All-Americans. Lila Deer and Michaela Dangler earned second-team academic All-America selections. It's the second year in a row for both players. Dangler was first-team last year, while Deer made third-team in 2021. Dangler and Deer are Grand Valley natives who played at Fruto Monument, and they have won four of the five total academic All-American selections in CMU women's soccer history. Colorado Mesa women's basketball team has won in seven so far this season after a sweep of the hands of Colorado Mines and Metro State to open Armac play. The Mavericks led with less than a minute to go against the Roadrunners, but never got any closer than five against the Ordiggers, both circumstances thanks to a variety of issues. Mavs head coach Taylor Wagner says this current roster is lacking in a few areas. We've got to take care of the ball. We're very casual with the ball, and I think we play too casual defensively. You know, that's really hard to swallow. We talk about blocking out. That's really kind of shows our lack of toughness, especially in that game. Mavericks play UCCS and Regis this weekend. You can hear both games along with the men's games right here on the team. CMU Sports Network, Maverick Basketball, brought to you by Ken Richards. State Farm Insurance, and that's... What's happening? All right, we're going to talk Grand Junction girls basketball next with Sydney Brandon. That's on the way on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Text the Jim Davis Show on the Chick-fil-A team line. 970-242-1340. Get in the huddle with Grand Junction Tigers basketball on the team. 
And a conversation with Sydney Brandon brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance. For a free comparison, call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Sydney Brandon, first-year head coach of the Grand Junction Girls basketball team, joins us. Good morning, Sydney. How are you? Good morning. It's going good. Let me step out of this gym real quick. <laughs> You're you're work already this morning, so uh, yeah, step outside for just a moment, so so we can talk to you a little bit about your basketball team, and uh, it's it's an own three start, Sydney, but I think where you, the the program you're taking over uh, for Coach Provenza, it's it's going to be baby steps. This is a team that really struggled last year to score the basketball, and I think when you look at the numbers, I mean, it's it's already you're seeing improvement in that area with your basketball team being a, a better offensive team in 2022 than the one uh, that was on the floor last year. Yeah, we're really proud of the girls um, at this point. Really, they're executing the offense. You know, some of the shots aren't falling, uh, and we, we expected that. They're actually starting to fall more so now, so that's good. But they're executing everything we're asking them to do. They're really responsive. So I'd rather have a team that we struggle to score a little bit, but they're executing than a team who goes broke. So, I mean, I couldn't ask for more out of these girls right now. They make my life easy. And, you know, as a competitor, people might say, you know, whatever they want to say about scores, this and that. But I love my job right now. I love these girls. I mean, there's not anything negative I could say about this group. Oh, and three. 3 and 0 whatever we would be I I love these girls so right I think you you're coming into it knowing it was it was going to take some patience to to kind of <laughs> re, re, restore your your alma mater back to being a a contender in the southwestern league it was going to take some time to do that and when you mm-hmm. when you when you took over the program Sydney what was the first thing you felt like okay this is what I've got to do to change maybe the you know and not uh, coach pro left with a great culture and a great mindset but to improve the play on the floor. What was the first thing that you tried to address as the head coach of this basketball team when, when you went to camps this summer and when you had your open gyms? Uh, the first thing we wanted to address was energy. I mean, w- when we came in, you know, it's kind of dead. Everybody kind of, the attitudes weren't best. And so our main focal point was energy. On the bench, I need you loud. I need you involved. I need you to on your teammates. On the floor, same thing. I need you loud. I need you involved. I need you building up your teammates while you're on the court. Um, because half the battle, honestly, is energy. If you walk out onto the floor with no energy, like teams that overlook other teams, there is a big chance that you are not going to perform very well. So that's our main thing is energy. On Friday night, we stepped out onto the court with the most energy I've ever seen us, right, with a chip on our shoulder. And we were up 9-3 to start the to start the game in the first quarter so if we can start building more quarters more quarters more quarters with that energy that we think has transferred over from what we did in the summer then we're going to be just fine grand junction girls basketball coach sydney brandon with us today on the team sports network well the offense certainly was it was a problem uh, last year for this basketball team and and you've been working hard to address that i mean your stock and trade Playing whether it was a Grand Junction or, or or Fort Lewis briefly, and then and then of course the, the great career you had hey, at CMU. Sorry, give me one. Go go right ahead, Sydney. We're talking with Sydney. We're talking with Sydney Brennan. Who is? Going. Hey, I need twenty three and I need triangle. Let's go. 
She's in the middle of practice. She's in the middle of practice right now. Sorry. That's okay, Sorry. Sydney. You're in the middle of practice. I, I didn't realize you're you're in practice this morning. But uh, we'll, no, we'll, that's my fault. That's bad scheduling on my <laughs> end. That's 100 percent me. That's, that's okay. not you guys. That's, that's okay. That's my fault. Well, we we will keep um, you a whole lot longer. But but you, I mean, your stock and trade was destroying the basketball, but being a tenacious defender. And I know that's something mm-hmm. you, along with the scoring, you expect this team to play their butts off on the defensive end. Talk about mm-hmm. that a little bit and how you try to to instill that mindset in this Grand Junction girls basketball team. Uh, well, I think we try to talk about it all the time. Like teams that try to just go out and outscore, they're never the most successful teams. They're just not, um, and they're truly not. And it sounds you know cliche, corny, whatever, but they're not the teams that win championships. We're trying to instill this as much as possible, guys. If we can get down on defense, right? We don't care if the end score is ten to twelve. <laughs> if we're up. Right, you still won the game at ten to twelve, so we're trying to get that instilled in them that defense is the most important aspect of basketball. You are not, you can't go out and shoot it well every night. You just can't. It's not possible. But you can go out and you can play your butt off on defense every single night. Sydney Brandon, Grand Junction girls coach, with us, uh, Riley Applegate. She's uh, she scored ten points in in the game that she played in. Uh, Norea Sills, uh, she's played in all three games for us. She's averaging six points per basketball game. For a, for a moment, Sid, talk about your, your top players right now, the ones that have kind of helped to set the, the tempo for this basketball team so far for you. These, uh, those kids, I can't say enough good things about all of my kids, but Riley Applegate and Norea, I mean, they are just amazing people. They're amazing people, so they're rewarded for their hard work. Um, they are... My kids who, they're to class on time. They don't ditch. They're the 4.0s, all A's. I mean, these kids work hard in every single aspect. So when they get on the court, good things happen to them. They just do. Um, oh, my. I can't, I can't say enough good things about those two. I love them so much. I'm so blessed to have those two in my first year coaching. I would rather have a million of them than a kid that can run out and dunk and is not a very nice kid. I love them both so much. Uh, they're performing, right? And they're coming from a place where, you know, maybe they averaged two points a game, right? Not much scoring last year. So for them to have already stepped up, they want the ball. They want to go score. I mean, I'm so proud of them and the way they performed. Even if the games didn't turn out how we would have liked, everybody wants to win, right? But they're still fighting, and that's what we want from them is to fight. One final question for you, Sydney, and we'll let you go get back to practice. Uh, you have Ponderosa tomorrow night to open up the, the Wildcat Classic out of Fruta. Kaylee Spall for them is averaging 17 points per game. It's a pretty good Ponderosa team you face, uh, 2-0 to start the season, that you take on at the Wildcat Classic. Yeah, I mean, you know, we tell the kids, nobody, we're not giving anybody any game. They're going to earn it. So we have a game plan going in. We can execute it. You know, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. So I love these kids. That's all I can say. We're going to go out and we're going to fight tomorrow. We're not going to, okay, you know, they have a 6-4 as well, and we've been telling them, don't look at that stuff, guys. You guys have to go out and fight. You have to be a tiger at the end of the day. Okay, so you have to do what we do, and that's fight. We don't look at them and say, oh, this girl, you know, she does average 18 points. We're all aware of that. Okay, our goal is to limit that. She's not going to do that on us. That's our goal, right? So we tell them we're going to go out and fight, guys. We're going to fight every single game. That's all we can do. All right, Coach Brandon, 
We'll let you get back to work. Thank you so much, Sydney. I appreciate the time this morning, and I'll see you tomorrow night out at uh, Fruitland Monument. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, take care. All right, Sydney Brandon, coach of the Grand Junction Tigers. Caught her in the middle of practice. Right in the middle mm-hmm. of practice. Ah, didn't did well. Didn't know that, but uh, but I appreciate Sydney taking a few minutes away from She's practice. She's right, though. She's got them loud. You can hear them in the background. They are. Even after she ex- stepped outside. Exactly. They're, they're still had, bringing the energy at you know, 7.32 in the morning yeah. on a Wednesday. So uh, we'll have coverage tomorrow of uh, Grand Junction and Fruita Monument at the Wildcat Classic, brought to you by Family Health West. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have Junction Ponderosa, 545 pregame, 6 o'clock tip. I'll have that one for you, and then uh, Fruita Monument and Castleview at 7.30. Ethan Jordan will have that game. And then we'll have coverage of the Central girls. Mary Doan's going to join us tomorrow on the program. And um, Central off to a 3-0 start. They'll have Carbon County, Utah, Friday. They do not play Thursday at the tournament, but mm-hmm. they play Friday. And uh, you'll have that game, 2.45 yep. on Friday. Uh, right before, we have coverage of Colorado Mesa basketball at uh, UCCS. So a yeah. busy day of basketball day and night of basketball coming up this friday right here on the team i remember watching sydney as a like a freshman sophomore at grand junction high school it this just kind of felt inevitable maybe not at grand junction but her being a coach somewhere down the line it just kind of felt that's where it was going to go and she's been on mary doan's staff the last couple of years two or three years yeah and so of course had a, a, a great mentor influence and in, in Taylor Wagner over at uh, mm-hmm. CMU Sam Provenza who she replaces as the Grand Junction girls coach bad little triumvirate of coaches to be underneath the last three four five years not too bad at all so and so just like she knew going in it was it was going to take some time it was going mm-hmm. to be some work because this is a team that struggled last year times to score 10 points in a basketball game yeah and you know they've already exceeded some of those numbers with the with Riley Applegate Mm-hmm. I mean, how about the Applegate kids, Will and Riley? No kidding. Both the leading scores for their respective Grand yep. Junction Tiger basketball teams to start out uh, 2022. No, they they had a rough year last year. And you're right. Sometimes offense just was not there. But it, it wasn't lack of effort. It wasn't lack of want to, right? They weren't scared. They would shoot the ball. It just they wouldn't go in or be, you know, just a tenacious team they were playing against and Sometimes they they would only end up using six, seven players, so you'd have kids that are exhausted at the end of games, and you don't get a lot of jump, you don't get a lot of power behind your shots, so they start falling short late in games, stuff like that. Just seemed everything that could go wrong has been the last couple years for Grand Junction, but it's never a, they're just not out there trying. Right. And so coming up, uh, we'll have Jeff Johnson, the new coach of the Fruit of Wanamie Girls basketball team. Of course, his team hosting the Wildcat Classic this week and uh, they're off to a good start we'll talk with him coming up in just a few minutes so uh the, the breaking news this morning after there was the report yesterday that at the winter meetings that aaron judge was heading back to the bay area mm-hmm. was going to go to the san francisco giants he has agreed to a nine-year 360 million dollar deal with the yankees and so while that's going on here's what the rockies did tuesday they traded right-handed pitcher Chad Smith to the Oakland A's in exchange for right-handed pitcher Jeff Criswell. Griswold? Griswold Chris, family Chris, Christmas? Criswell. Oh. Chris, I mean, sorry, Criswell. I'm a little... I, no, not Griswold. I'm a little... Criswell. More bummed now, huh? Yeah. Uh, Aaron Judge's contract, by the way, for the next nine years, he's going to make a dollar and a quarter every single minute. 
It's good money if you can get it. Yeah, no kidding. 76, or no, sorry, that's wrong. A dollar and a quarter every second. $76 a minute, $4,600 per hour. 70, 770 grand per week. Well, well, yesterday, you know, at the winter meetings, they're in, they're, in, they're in San Diego. Thank you for that You're numerical welcome. breakdown. Yeah. I mean, that, that the, the word was that he was going to go to the Giants. He was going to sign with San Francisco. Yeah. And if you got the the John Heyman tweet, Arson Judge appears headed to Giants. Yeah, that was trending for a little bit. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Well, you can burn up that tweet. Yeah. Because he's not going to the Giants. He's not going to be playing well, in the Arson National League Arson Judge West. might. Not Ar- Aaron Judge. But not Aaron Judge. Arson Judge might be. He might be he might getting like, called up, yeah. He might be igniting. That Giants lineup, I don't yeah, know. Absolutely. Big can of gasoline and a box of matches. I guess Aaron Judge doesn't want to be hated just a little less. He wants to be hated as much as possible. Well, when you going to the Yankees. You give me nine years, three hundred and sixty million, I can I can live with being being hated, I think, if I'm Aaron Judge. What's the over under on that's a dumb contract? Is it four and a half years? Halfway? <sighs> yeah. I mean that. I mean, there was some, I mean, there was a time where if it was pre-universal DH, mm-hmm. him going to the Giants would have made no sense because he's not right. a, he's not a very good outfielder. I'm just talking nine at forty per, but I, for I a just, guy that's thirty-one, yeah. I, How long until that's a really and, dumb and, contract? MLB's got some. Well, you know, going back to the Albert Pujols deal, some some pretty dumb contracts, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Sorry, he'll be 31 in April, but he's 30 and a half-ish right now. Yeah, But still, he's on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. I don't know. Got injury okay. history. Yeah. So he's the fourth most home runs in a season guy. I just put that in there. <laughs> Not but the he's, most. But he's your American League home run champion. Yep. He's the Yankees home run king. Don't. Don't ever forget that. All right, 738 Jeff Johnson, coach of the Fertile Monument Girls, coming up. It's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Well, we talked about uh, Aaron Judge's birthday. Last night was the Greek freak's birthday, Giannis Atentacumpo. And he was at a press conference Monday. And they were asking him if he had any plans for his birthday, and he was hoping they had a little plans. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Maybe. I don't know if my uh, lady has anything planned for me. I hope they have something planned for me. Maybe like a birthday cake, maybe like a birthday card, or maybe like a birthday watch, or maybe a jewelry. I would love that. I don't know if my family is watching right now. They should go get, get them. Um, I will not want to go to dinner because I have a game the next day. I want to be able to rest and uh, get my treatment that I usually do and take my nap and play with my kids. Other once I put my kids uh, to bed, you never know what can happen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Might get a little bit freaky. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Giannis calling his shot there for no, no kidding. little Jeremiah birthday, you know what? Well, okay. Giannis, the birthday boy. A little sweet loving, yeah. sweet birthday loving in front of the fire there. Yeah. Okay. 
Labor Day for real for Mrs. Antetokounmpo. Oh. All right. Uh, with that, we're going to move on. That's nine months, right? September? Yeah, yeah, that'd be Yeah, hey, There you go. Yeah, that works. Okay. We'll take a break. For the Marvin Girls, Girls coach, Jeff Johnson joins us next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. It's a good show. Probably the best show around. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Fruta Monument Wildcats basketball on the team. And our conversation with Wildcat Girls Coach Jeff Johnson brought to you by the Rick Nelson Agency and American Family Insurance for a free comparison. Call this team of licensed professionals at 970-241-0078. Wildcats are off to a 2-1 start after playing in the UNA Utah tournament. And uh, with us right now, head coach of the Wildcats, Jeff Johnson. Jeff, I appreciate the time. Thanks for, for uh, joining us in the program this morning. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Of course, you're in your first year. You, you take over from Michael Wells, who who stepped down as a Wildcats coach. They won six out of seven Southwestern League titles, and so uh, uh, you know certainly a a legacy uh, that uh, you know, to build upon, but also to kind of uh, to continue that success as well. Uh, it's been a good start for your basketball team. Take us through for you when when you took over the job, the the priorities that you had with this basketball team, a team like I said that's already tasted plenty of success with league titles and making it to, uh, the, of course, the 5A State Girls Basketball Tournament? Uh, the first priority was keeping that tradition. Like you said, 6 of 7, uh, we want to hang another banner up in our gym this year. Uh, that standard, we can't let that change. Um, and the big thing we're pushing is uh, we're putting on the Fruit of Blue, and that represents something bigger than just the player. It represents uh, the high school and the community and, and the pride that the community has about the girls program i think when you look at what you have right now some players that played significant minutes last year and uh, olivia campbell who's a sophomore she had a a tremendous season last year uh, in her uh, first varsity campaign she's averaging 10 points per basketball game savannah turner she's about nine and a half points per game and addison air at eight points per game you've got really to start things out here jeff some pretty balanced scoring from your basketball team yeah, um, we've had different people step up in different games. Um, I know Campbell was uh, sick in the first game, not feeling too great. Got her a bunch of rest, and uh, she came out blazing in our second game. Uh, I think she had 18 in the first half of the second game to kind of get us going, and uh, we haven't really looked back since. When you've watched her, of course, taking over this program and, and being able to, to be around when you're hired for you know, for uh, open gyms and for camps and, and things like that. W- what kind of progress have you seen in Olivia Campbell uh, in her sophomore campaign? Uh, the leadership side. Um, she's been talking on the bench, uh, especially uh, when the JV was playing. And it's not just Campbell. It's all the varsity players. They're, they're taking ownership, understanding that they got to kind of pass that torch down to the younger kids that are playing the JV level because – one day we might be calling them up, and next year they might be on that varsity level. So um, it, it's great seeing the uh, involvement, and they're trying to build the program up. It's not just about them. Fruit of girls basketball coach Jeff Johnson joining us today on the Team Sports Network. He's in his first year as the coach of the, the Wildcats. And, and Jeff, when you look at what, what Michael Wells was doing, obviously had tremendous success as the head coach there. Maybe just some differences in this team and style of play, things that you're doing that are different than what Michael Wells did. Because every coach 
puts their own fingerprints on, you know, has their system, has their way of doing things. What have been some of the changes you've kind of uh, installed this season being the head coach of the Wildcats? Um, I think the bigger part is we want to be more up-tempo. Um, I know Wells pushed it, but uh, we want to push it a little bit more, try to get a lot of easy transition points, even a secondary break points, um, and, and put pressure on the defense. Um, that's kind of the big thing because, I mean, the defense the last few years has been great. Um, so uh, got Mark Banna back helping out. Um, and I kind of have him in charge of what they've done defensively because um, looking on film, it, it's been great. And like you said, you want to pick and choose things that you like, but uh, continue to do the things that they've done well. And so uh, having some things that the players have known and been doing kind of makes that transition a lot easier. Yeah, Mark Van has coached in this Valley a long time. He's been out with, with Fruto Mon for, for quite some time. It, that has to be a great resource to have a guy like Mark Vanna, veteran coach, that uh, that's that bridge to what they've done in the past, but also can can help you install some of the things that you're trying to do, do now with what what you want, like so the fingerprints you want to put on this program. Yeah, um, like you said, he's been around doing it a long time, uh, so he kind of knows the ins and outs of the valley, um, and he's done it. He knows the parents, the kids, uh, and so it's been a, a really easy transition. Uh, compared to if we were all brand-new coaching staff. Um, cause most of them have been coaching somewhere here in the Valley, so that, that's been very helpful. Um, and I've given them things to do, and they've, they've ran with it. Um, so even though my name's the head coach, uh, it, it's a team effort all, with all the coaches trying to get this program uh, to continue that standard and uh, hopefully build upon it. Fruit of Mama girls coach Jeff Johnson with us today on the Team Sports Network. I mean, you expected Olivia Campbell to to be your, your leading scorer, leader this year. Likewise for Savannah Turner and Addison Ayer to, to play well. But who's been, maybe for you, Jeff, the most pleasant surprise going back to the summer to where you are now? Just, you know, obviously we're, we're just a few games into the season. But who's been a really pleasant surprise for you that's getting more minutes than you than you thought they might when, when maybe you first saw this particular player on the floor? Um, we got a freshman that's getting some varsity minutes, uh, Campbell Brimmer. Um, she she just plays cool and collect for a freshman, which you don't see very often. Um, and so she, she's uh, she's we we thought she would be pretty good, but I don't think we thought she would be helping with the varsity level this early. Um, but uh, she's taking the challenge. And we're done with Jeff Junk. I'm sorry, we got ahead, a bunch Jeff. of sophomores that didn't get too much playing time at the varsity level and their game playing time now. So uh, we got a young group, but they're all stepping up. They're willing to um, be coachable and, and willing to take those minutes that are available. And that's what we keep telling them. Hey, we're still looking for people to compete for varsity minutes. You got to bring in that practice. And we got ladies stepping up. And and, uh, and so we're excited about our young group coming up. Fruit of Mama girls coach Jeff Johnson with us on the Team Sports Network. My apologies, Jeff. We, we the phone broke up for a little bit, so I thought I better jump in there for just a second. So I I, I appreciate you uh, joining us on the program this morning. Now it's Castleview uh, to open up the Wildcat Classic. They're off to a two and one start. What can you tell us about this Castleview basketball team that you open up the Wildcat Classic against? Um, they they want to press, um, and they're, they're they do a lot of man defense. Uh, they, 
they got a, a lefty that wants to score and shoot off, shoot the ball very well. Uh, so got to watch out for, uh, I'd say it's number five off the top of my head. Um, but the more important thing is about us. We got to do what we can control um, and, and play in our style, playing disciplined defense, not turning the ball over and sharing the ball offensively. Yeah, Liv Loveland for them, I think is the player you're referring to that uh, is one of their, their better scorers, one of their better basketball players. Wildcats take on Castleview. Uh, Sabercats against Wildcats, uh, the Wildcat Classic uh, coming up on Thursday night. We'll have coverage of Grand Junction against Ponderosa, then Fruit Monument against Castleview right here on the Team Sports Network. And don't uh, Warrior fans to forget, we'll have Central Carbon County coming up on Friday from the Warrior Classic as well with our pregame at 245. Jeff, I appreciate it, and I'll see you at uh, Fruit Monument tomorrow night. Thanks for coming on this morning. Thanks for having me. We'll look forward to having you. Take care. Thank you. Jeff Johnson, coach of the Fruit of Wildcats, uh, with us on the program today. Got to get used to that. It's Michael Wells was there for close to a decade. and Right. And so it's uh, a little bit of an adjustment. to. And, of course, we know the other Jeff Johnson, the other Double J, mm-hmm. coach of Chipola, Florida. So yeah. I have to always think, okay, I'm not, when I'm talking to this Jeff Johnson, we're not talking Chipola. Florida baseball. We're not talking JUCO. We're Gotta talking get that one basketball. straight. You tell me, Jeff Johnson's on. I'm like, all right, it's <laughs> December. Oh, basketball coach. That's so from here on out, we say double J. Double J. Will always be the original the Jeff original, Johnson. The original, the OG double yeah. J. Not the 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 new mm-hmm. Jeff Johnson. Yeah. But appreciate uh, Jeff coming on. Also, uh, Sydney Brandon, who is at practice this morning. She's out there giving, giving her team's right. orders and her assistant coaches. Hey, I got to go to this Speaking radio of thing. Getting used to new coaches. Taking over for Sam Provenza at Junction, Sydney yeah. Brandon. Yeah, I mean, in a career that that spans all the way mm-hmm. back to Max Kralichek. Yeah, leading Grand Junction to a state title in what eighty four, I believe, when Sam was on that staff. The only girls coach that's come back from last year is Mary Doan. It's Mary Doan, who we'll talk to on the program tomorrow, and uh, her team, I think, has to be a favorite to win the league this year. Yeah. With all the talent that they have, the Wagner sisters, Christina Manzanera. She's the longest tenured prep Manzanera's, basketball coach me. Yeah. in town, right? Yes, she is. So Everybody else is pretty new. Yeah. It's her than Isaac. Yes, it'd be her and, it'd be her and Isaac. And, uh, I'm trying to remember who did Isaac take over for Dutch before Mary? I think Isaac Mary? took over for, Ju- for Dutch. Like a year or two before, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, so I'd, it might I'd, be Isaac is the longest tenure. Right. And Mary's right, right there behind there, him. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk with Mary down on the program tomorrow. But uh, Steve Skiff, Montrose coach, they expect to be a contender once again in the Southwestern got a League. really talented freshman down there. Yes, they do. And we're going to talk with him coming up in just a few minutes. Also, uh, Mile High Sports Radio's Cody Rourke hopefully is feeling better after he was a little bit under the weather last week Let's when he hope. joined us. And uh, Avs voice Connor McGahee. Not on the bus. Not on a plane, not out of the country. He's not in the training room, is he? Everybody else with the app. He might be. He might be in the I, training room. I'm not I, sure. I follow Altitude Sports on Instagram just because I like some of their shenanigans. And they put that the only current healthy Colorado Avalanche was in studio. It was Jared Bednar. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Th- that's pretty true, to be quite yeah. honest. The way things are going right of, now. Yeah. I mean, Josh Manson is out. Mm-hmm. McKinnon, McKinnon's now for, been out the entire yeah, season so gonna, far. Yeah, McKinnon's going to be out for four weeks now with an upper body injury. Yeah. Arturi Lekkinen 
I think Bowen it's Byram. Jared and Moose, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I think they put in a call to David Abisher just to be. Uh, if we need somebody, Georgiev still he's yeah. okay. He's if okay. we need if we need somebody, can you throw on the pads? Because you never know the way things are going right now. Yeah, injuries. They've called COVID, Fopa, from what I understand. Flu. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Sackick brings his skates with him to ball arena. Because you just night. never know. The captain's like, "Hey, if you need me, if you need me for a shift, I, I, I'm here for you." He could probably put home 15 this year. You think? Yeah, who knows? I. Joe looks like he's in really good shape. Yeah, yeah. You, never, you never know. You never know. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with Hour 2 on the Team Sports Network.